0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Artists Podcast. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are new here, thank you so much for um, clicking on this episode and hanging out with us. And if you are um, if you're a returning listener, that's what I was looking for. Um, thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with me. I am super super appreciative of it. Okay, so. Let's talk about valuing our time as artists, valuing our craft as artists, and just, you know, getting over this feeling that we can't make a living being an artist. Like, that's just what we're gonna talk about today. Um, And this is kind of drawing upon something that I've experienced recently in my own life, and that is, um, you know, so many people have so many talents and so many gifts. And we as artists, our gifts are to share, you know, what we create with the world. That's, you know, kind of what we do um, and what we all sort of, you know, want to accomplish in some shape or form. Um, but so many times I've run into artists, i run into people who are just starting out that really want to go on this path of being an artist. They really want to make sure that this choice that they've made um, is not gonna, you know, they're not gonna regret it down the road or, you know, something like that. And I think it's interesting that we're all just so concerned about not making mistakes that we don't allow ourselves to try the bigger things. To see what happens, to be curious and let ourselves be curious about, oh, what could happen if I tried this? So, I really wanted to just talk to you guys today about, you know, believing in yourself essentially. So, something that I've been working on for a while is just sort of getting my money mindset straight. Um, I definitely have a, I would say not a terrible relationship with, um, with money, but it definitely was something where I always thought that because I was an artist, I was never going to have enough money. I was never going to be able to pay bills. I was never going to be able to live, you know, in nice, um, nice-ish, um, places, um, Definitely, like, nice in the terms of not the unit or, like, you know, the apartment or whatever itself, but just, like, safe areas, I guess. Um, and I always thought that I was going to have to be, you know, pounding the pavement. I was going to have to be working bad jobs and all this stuff. And I was always like, you know, how can I get out of this job that I don't like? How can I make sure that when I'm working, I don't, you know, just want to go home and cry kind of thing? And I think that takes a very long time to sort of work through. It took me years to work through that. And it takes a lot. It takes not just, you know, your willingness to work through limiting beliefs, but it also takes um, a lot for you to get through like a money mindset block. And what do I mean by a money mindset block? So I want you guys to do a quick exercise with me. So I want you to close your eyes and think about the last Big purchase you bought for yourself and I'll do this with you um, the last big purchase I bought for myself was probably it's was probably my computer um, that purchase was a while ago um, and you know it was it was a new computer. It's nothing like you know super fancy it does what I need it to do um, but it it costs you know a decent amount of money I can't, I can't remember how much it was um, but it was more than I would ever con- like even consider spending on myself. Um, but because I knew that I needed a new computer and I knew it was going to be used all the time and I was going to need to use it potentially for work, etc., etc., I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'm okay with paying that. But I noticed that when I was going to go purchase um, a, a program or a course or I was going to purchase something that was going to help me learn new skills and I was going to be able to improve upon just like, you know, my personal skill set and um, be able to um, go from there. And it was nowhere nearly as expensive as my computer, but I just, I couldn't bring myself, I couldn't bring myself to, self to spend that money because I was spending it on myself and I didn't see it as a need. I saw it as, oh, I want that. And I didn't see it as an investment initially. Um, I do see it as an investment now. But that being said, um, that's sort of where I am right now with like my personal money story is that, you know, I've got no issue spending money on things that I know I need or other people, but I have issues spending money on myself for things that could potentially be good for me, whether that's, you know, um, Organic food, whether that's you know a program that's going to help me improve my skill set, stuff like that. I just was never super like comfortable with spending money on myself just because you know I wanted to. Um, even though most of the time those purchases were because I'd be gaining something there, I would get a return on my investment. Um, but yeah, and because I had that money block of like, oh, I don't know if I can spend this much on myself, it kind of also translated into, oh, I don't know if I can charge this much for, you know, an acting lesson, or I don't know if I can charge this much for a voice lesson. And, you know, it got to a point where I was charging um, a rate that wasn't completely out of the ballpark as far as like, you know, private music uh, lesson rates are in the Washington DC area, which is where I'm based. Um, But it was a lot for me. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't really at first wrap my head around that someone was going to pay this much money for me to spend an hour with their kid to teach them music. I was like, that's insane to me. Um, But people did it and they're continuing to do it. So that was just a really big eye opener to me that, oh, I do have something to offer. Um, as an artist. And I think that's something we all need to realize, you know, whatever you do, whether you're teaching an art class, like visual arts, whether you're teaching photography, whether you're teaching painting, whether you're teaching singing, dancing, whatever it is, like it is so, so available to you that you can charge those rates that you've been dreaming about charging. And, you know, you can say, oh, I charge $60 for An hour of violin lessons or oh yeah so a month um, a monthly package of teaching um, your kid art on zoom for an hour a week that's gonna come out to oh I don't know um, let's say $200 something like that like when you break it down for my last example I think that'd be about $50 per hour which like is insane because I think the federal minimum wage is like 725 and then you know the cost of living is like you know higher than that and like that's a different conversation for a different day but it's like to be asking that much and to say to someone yes my services are worth this much like I get it that's scary and it's like you want to offer that because you want to you want to like give your best, right? Like you want to give your best time, your best effort to someone who really is going to be open to receiving that knowledge from you, right? So, let me ask you this. Do you think that you would get better results from a student who is going to pay you $75 for an hour or do you think that you would get better results from a student who is going to pay $20 an hour? What do you think? So you, I mean, honestly, I would say the student who's paying $75 an hour and you know, you could be like, Oh my gosh, that's insane. Why would anyone pay $75 an hour for like a lesson? Um, Or maybe you're saying, Oh my gosh, I would love to charge $75 for a music lesson, but I don't know if anyone would ever pay that. Well, Yes, they would pay that because um, I've paid that before for um, voice lessons, but you're you're always going to get people who, you know, when they're willing to invest their money into something, right? That is when you're going to get the best results, right? Think of it this way. So let's say that you have the option to pay either $300 for a really nice winter coat and it's $300 investment up front, and you're gonna have that coat for like 20 years. Like that's a pretty good investment, right? It's a good quality coat. You're gonna have it for a really long time. You're really gonna get your money's worth out of that coat. Now, if you were given that option of the $300 coat, or you could, um, or you could have the option of saying, "I'm gonna buy a $40 coat," and you know that coat maybe isn't as high quality. Um, and it's not definitely not gonna last as long, but it's cheaper, so you're gonna go with that option. Now, you're gonna get better mileage, so to speak, out of the $300 coat, right? Because it's a bigger investment, it's better quality, and it's better, just sort of, it's gonna have a better lifespan, right? Than maybe a $40 coat, which maybe isn't made as well, and maybe is gonna fall apart after a few winters, and then you have to buy another $40 coat, right? So I mean, numbers wise, like with that particular scenario, um, you know, buying a forty dollar coat every you know two years is going to be a lot more expensive than buying the initial three hundred dollar coat and putting that investment up front. But do you see what I'm saying? It's kind of the same thing. Like when you, as an artist, price your services higher, then you're going to get people who are willing to invest in themselves, invest in their time, and they really want to do it. So they're going to take it seriously. Whereas if you end up getting, um, if you end up um, offering like uh, $20 for an hour lesson, sometimes those people are going to be just as, you know, into what they're doing. They're going to be just as into, you know, putting and investing their time and effort. But most of the time, the people who are willing to pay more money for something, especially something in the arts, that's that those are the people you want to go after, right? Because those are the people who are well, a willing to pay you what you're asking, and b they're the ones who are willing to put in the work for what they're going to get in return. And it's crazy because you know people often are like, I could never charge that much, but then you know once you see other people doing it, and I swear this happened to me, I was so scared to charge you know however much I was for music lessons. And then I said it out loud and I got really nervous. And I like exited out of the chat that I was on. I was like, I don't want to see their response. (laughs) Um, But then they came back to me and they're like, yeah, that's fine. And I was just like, I was blown away because I was like, oh my gosh, someone's actually paying this. And then that gave me the confidence in the future for when I had other people come to me who said, I want to do music lessons. I'd be like, okay, um, it's, it's $50 for the hour. And I was never scared to say that once that first customer said yes, because I was like, I know that this is how much my skill set and my time is worth. And, you know, people are paying it. So either take it or leave it. And I think that's kind of like a bit of a trick. It's like once you have that first customer or that first client who's like, yeah, I, I think that's like, you know, a price I'm totally willing to pay. Your your horizons just expand because on, then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, people are gonna pay this much money for it. That means if I can do it once, then I can do it again and I can do it again and I can do it again. And that is how you as an artist can get over this sort of like imposter syndrome, um, concerned that maybe you know no one's ever gonna pay for your services at the price you want, um, I just I want you guys to realize that when you're pricing your services at a higher amount, you're not you know pricing your your stuff too high, or you're not asking for too much money, or it's it's none of that. What it really is doing is you're saying, you know, I want to work with serious people. I want to work with people who seriously want to learn photography. I want to work with people who seriously want to learn painting. I want to work with people who seriously want to learn how to play the piano. Like you're not, don't think of it as you're setting the price so high, no one's ever gonna wanna pay for it. Think of it as you're setting this price at this amount so you can find the people who are willing to pay for it. Not that no one's gonna wanna pay for it, but the people who wouldn't be willing to pay $75 for an hour of your time. Do you really think that that's um, a loss to you? Because if they're not willing to make that initial investment, Um, Especially if you're thinking like lower numbers, like 30, $40 for an hour, then those are the people who oftentimes are just looking for for like the best, like the best deal. And not to say that it's not good to seek out deals, because I definitely seek out deals every day. But when it comes to something that I am really invested in and something I want to get better at and something that I know is going to help me, I want the best of the best i want to make sure that i'm getting the most bang for my buck i want to make sure that i'm getting the most information the most um the most help the most support and that's what you get when you price your services higher you get those people who are so invested in what they want to do that they're willing to invest in themselves and give that money to someone who's going to help them and that someone is you like we often forget that art is such it's so intuitive to us. We're often like, oh, well, you know, I, I draw every day. Like, why would anyone ever pay, like, why would anyone ever pay me $150 to draw a picture of their cat? Like I can do that in like two hours. Well, I'll tell you why. Um, because I cannot draw a picture of cats very well at all. And I also don't have cats. But um, if I found someone and they drew amazing pictures, like lifelike pictures, life port- like lifelike portraits, of of dogs and I gave them a picture of my dog and I said could you draw this and they were like yeah and they drew it and they then the quote was like $250 like that yes that is expensive but oh my gosh I want that picture so bad because that is a skill that is a talent that I do not have and because this person who draws all the time they're just like oh but I do this every day like it can't be worth that much no it's worth so much and that's so applicable to all the arts like when you are an artist, you have most of the time a pretty specific niche and with that specific niche, you know, you're, you specialize in that. So you can absolutely demand a higher price for your services. It's like with, um, it's like with doctors, right? There is, um, you know, doctors in general get paid fairly well, but then you have the specialists who do like open heart surgery or like, you know, brain surgery or you know specialize in like this one little thing and they're paid hundreds of thousands of dollars because they are so good at what they do and i'm here to tell you that as an artist you are so good at what you do like you're not you know doing open heart surgery or anything but it's the same concept right like you have spent so much of your time so much of your so much effort so much of your life working to um i don't want to say perfect your skills but to improve your skills to the point where you are a master at what you do. So you have every right in the world to charge what you know, your time is worth and to not sell yourself short because I see artists doing that way too much. They sell themselves short. They don't think their art or that their time is worth as much. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I would totally pay, you know, X amount of dollars for you to teach me how to do this. Like, why do you think that when people have master classes for certain things, they're charging like I don't know $150 to do this master class? Or maybe um I've seen before um sometimes when performers um like Broadway performers do master classes, people are charged like $50 like just to sit in on the class, like not even participate, just sit in on the class. And if people can ask other people for $50 just to sit there and listen, to you know someone who is a specialist in their field so in this case like a broadway performer then that is so that is so worth it right like it is so worth it for people to invest the money their money into things that they find value in and yes like yes it's your job to show the value but also i know that if someone is charging way more money than someone else, then the person who's charging more takes themselves a lot more seriously. Now granted, sometimes you do get people who just like put a really insanely high price tag on things and they just don't understand or don't- or they're not familiar with like the pricing structure of a certain industry, which is fine. But most of the time, when you run- when you run across people who are charging more for maybe guitar lessons or more for um, watercolor painting classes. Like there's a reason. They're a specialist in their class and they are there to teach you everything that you want to know or everything that you, or they're there to teach you everything that they know that you'll need to know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I just want it, I just want to get it through your guys' heads that, you know, your art, your time, you're like you're everything. It's just worth so much more than what you might think it is. And before we end this, um, before we end this podcast, I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit of a story that really changed my perspective on charging for services. And this is honestly something that changed it changed my perspective so much that I started implementing this sort of idea, this sort of mindset in my everyday life. And I have no doubt that once I continue to apply this mindset, I, if I so choose, won't really have to stay in the, I guess, in the position, like the positions that I am right now for work. And if I wanted to sort of pursue whatever I wanted and not have to worry about, um, you know, current jobs or anything. Um, then I think it'd be possible, but I also really enjoy the jobs that I have right now. So I'm like, not gonna give this up, <laughs> but basically what happened is that someone was offering coaching, um, and they had a free call and it was like 30 minutes, a free call and, or maybe it was like something like 15 minutes. I'm not quite sure, but, um, they would often get people who were interested in, you know, what, this coach was doing but not really ready to invest right that's what we talked about earlier um you know when you have something that's free it's gonna you know attract a lot of people but maybe not the people that you necessarily want um but after sort of going through trial and error with that and then switching over to a paid call um which was you know the same thing they were coaching on but it was paid this time yes they're their pool of people who were interested got smaller, but they also got more of the people they wanted, right? And you want those people who are willing to take your art seriously, who are willing to, um, who are willing to invest in you as an artist. Like, how many stories or how many times have you seen so, like an artist who's um, doing commission work? They're posting their stuff on Instagram. They get a message. And the person is like, oh, I would love this. Um, you know, how much or not? They normally don't ask how much, but they're like, oh, I love this. Could you do this for me? Blah, blah, blah. And then on the artist is like, yeah, sure, I can do this. This is my quote, depending on the size. And it can go like the quote can increase, blah, blah, blah. And then how many times do you see that person come back to them? And they're like, oh, I didn't know that you wanted money for this. I, I don't want to pay X amount of money for, for what I asked for earlier. Like, that's not the kind of people you want to work with. Like you don't want them as your clients, right? Because one, I mean, one, they're not going to pay you, but two, they're not willing to invest the money into your art. And it's taken me such a long time to get to this point, but I've kind of reached, I've reached a point in, you know, my personal life that has kind of extended into the rest of my life where it's like, well, you know, if you don't want to work with me, then that's fine because I'm not going to spend my time just trying to like beg to work with you kind of thing. Um, But sort of back to the example, um, you don't, like if someone messages you on Instagram asking for something and they don't want to pay for it, that's not someone you want to be working with. But you know how it is, like if you're posting things on Instagram and someone messages you saying that they want to take a class with you or they want to commission something from you and you quote them and they're like, absolutely. Like that's a really good feeling, right? Like you want to make sure, like when that happens, you want to make sure that you have like the best relationship with that person. You want to make sure that, you know, the work that you're giving them is like top notch. It just, it lights something else up inside of you that a lot of times we don't even know. So I think I'll leave it with that for today. I know I gave a ton of examples and quite honestly, um, I thought I was going to go in a completely different direction with this podcast episode. Um, But we've definitely sort of talked more about, um, you know, feeling confident with pricing um, your services because that's what this entire podcast is about, right guys? It's empowering you as artists. And I know a lot of artists want to ditch that, you know, day job that they do aren't fulfilled at and they just want to do their art to support themselves and that's the first step like just saying I'm gonna charge what I know I am worth for my art and yes it's scary and yes the first time you hit um, post and what you're posting is a picture that um, you know you painted and you list it for like three hundred dollars like yeah like that's scary but once you do it like you realize oh it wasn't too bad And that just gives you more confidence to keep going. And guys, I want you, I want you guys to make a living off of doing what you love, off of doing your art. And that is the first step. And if you guys are interested in chatting more about wanting to take that first step to becoming, um, you know, a freelance artist, to um, just supporting yourself based off of what you're doing with your art. Um, I would love to talk with you guys about that. Um, I, I absolutely love helping people get to that place where they have the confidence to um, have the confidence to ask, you know, a fair price tag for what they can do for what they specialize in. So um, I would love to chat with you guys about that. You can DM me at um, artists as entrepreneurs on Instagram. And before we go today, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, which has been renamed. It used to be the Empowering Artists in Business uh, Facebook group, Um, but I decided I wanted to change that and I wanted to change it to just the Empowering Artists podcast community um, because I really felt like I want to create that community with you guys where you feel comfortable, Posting in the group and asking, "Hey, does anyone have an idea about this, or has anyone run into this?" And just helping each other, supporting each other, because like it's a tough industry. Like, like we all know that, right? And it's always good and it's always amazing to have some support along the way. So thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I'm so excited to come back with you um, next week. I'm really hoping that we can have our first guest on um we still have to record that podcast episode because scheduling got a little wonky last week when we were supposed to record originally so fingers crossed but until then thank you all so much for listening and i will see you in the next episode